Welcome to the I Believe Your Abuse podcast, where we talk all things narcissistic abuse, focusing mostly on being in a romantic relationship with a narcissist. I'm your host, Brandy Fuller Anderson. I am a counselor, coach, and survivor, and author of the book I Believe You Escaping Understanding and Healing from Narcissistic Abuse. The narc that I talk about in my personal stories is my now ex-husband, so I refer to the narcissist as a he. But that's just my story. Alter it in whatever way you need to fit your own personal narrative, because narcissists come in all shapes and forms. If you have any questions about what I mean when I say narcissist, please go back and listen to episode 1 and 2 where I discuss this in detail. Did you guys know that you can send in questions and survivor stories to the link on our website at ibelieveyourabuse.com and get them discussed or shared on the show? That's exactly what we're going to dive into today. I received a question that I now realize needs much more clarification in order to avoid further victim traumatization, confusion, and inability to heal and move forward. There are so many moving parts when it comes to moving on from this type of insidious abuse, and the answers to them are not always clear and concise, and can at times even contradict other advice that you may receive. So what's the best answer? Which is right and which is wrong? How do you choose the right path for healing and be sure that you're breaking free from this confusing cycle of emotional turmoil instead of just spinning inside of it? I mean, we're talking about a mind-boggling relationship cycle in which you've mistakenly thought things were better a million times, right? Where you thought you were doing the right thing or standing up for yourself, only to find out later you were actually playing right into the narc's abusive game when you were flung right back into the same pattern over and over again. The last thing you need to do is spend a year or longer working on breaking free and healing from the abuse, only to find out you've spent that year continuing the abuse on your own. You heard that right. You can actually continue to abuse yourself even after breaking free from your narc partner, during which time you're not actually free from the cycle or beginning to heal. To avoid this, you need to fully understand the behaviors and the thoughts that you have that may be contributing to the cycle, rather than to your healing from the cycle. This is not a victim-blaming conversation. This is important because during the course of any constant repetitive emotional abuse, the victim starts to learn certain survival skills that are necessary in the situation. Some of these may include denial, submission, withdrawal, and even some of their own narcissistic traits. These are all okay, they're normal, and what you had to do to stay strong and survive this situation. If you become aware of them and why you needed them, you can start to realize that you no longer need them to survive 
and you can work past them and heal. Once you are narc free, this should be a goal of yours. So let's start here. So here's the question sent in. Hey Brandy, I'm finally free and want to heal from all of the confusion I feel. I read about the importance of telling my story and I feel the need to shout my story from the rooftops. And sharing it with everyone I see seems to make me feel better in the moment. But I've also heard you say that maybe I should not be talking about it. Is this why the moment seemed to go right back to me feeling less than better? Which is correct. Talk about it or don't talk about it. Kayla. Well, Kayla, thanks so much for sending this in. And let me first say, yay you for breaking free. The quick answer to your question is both are correct. Talk about it when the time is right and for the right reasons. So let's get into this further. If you've listened to the show or read my recovery workbook, you know that I advocate for telling your story. I do this for many reasons. I mean, it's your story. This is an experience that happened to you and you have nothing to be ashamed of. You were an innocent victim of these circumstances and these circumstances are now part of your story. If you were to tell your life story without these details in them, you would be missing a big part of what makes you, you. It's your story. Having been in an intimate relationship with a narcissist, you've spent much time being told that your reality was not actually your reality. Anytime you were mistreated, sad or confused, Your narc would have easily dismissed it or tried to convince you that your recollection was faulty. You were being too sensitive. You were lying. Or that you were blowing it way out of proportion. At no time does the narcissist validate your story. Your reality. Your feelings. Your memories. Your reactions. Your truth. This type of gaslighting causes a lot of strain on your psyche, and if it continues, you will eventually fall into a situation in which you regularly no longer trust your own thoughts. In fact, this is often a symptom of complex PTSD, so it could stay with you for a very long time even after you break free from your narc. You might even just start to rely on the narc for your own opinions, recollections, or desires. This is why I intensely advocate for keeping a journal. Write it down. All of it. Write down every conversation, every experience, everything you feel in a daily journal and go back and read it often. This serves so many wonderful purposes. It allows you to understand patterns of behavior, to spot triggers, keeps you from denying the severity of things that have happened to you, but also helps you keep your own memories intact and validates your experiences. This will save your sanity. 
Once you break free from your narcissist, it is just the beginning of a long process of understanding and healing. It is important that you start to understand the behaviors and be able to place that understanding in context to things you've experienced with your narc. It's important you continue to receive validation about your truth as it happened to you. It is important that you work through the confusion and start to pull apart what actually happened, why, and how you go about moving forward from it, even how you go about learning to spot it to avoid it again in the future. Many victims spend much time lying in their relationship. Lying to themselves in order to make it make sense. Lying to themselves because somewhere deep down they know that what is happening is not right and they feel ashamed for not feeling strong enough to walk away. Lying to others to cover up for their narc and his secrets, fantasy stories, and manipulations. Lying because it's just too embarrassing to admit the truth, even to close loved ones, those who you know would never understand why you stay, why you put up with the treatment, why you cannot leave. Lying because you honestly aren't sure if what you have to say is actually the truth, or if it is you who is wrong, who is crazy, who is mistaken, who is abusing. If you have been in a romantic relationship with a narcissist, you have lied, kept secrets, covered up, and remained silent. And you've done so for far too long. Part of feeling that freedom of breaking free is to finally be able to speak up, to recount your story, talk about how you feel, to stop covering up for the things that need to be known, to stop feeling embarrassed about how you were treated or what you were told. However, many survivors want to talk about it but for the wrong reasons. If you have physically escaped your narcissistic abuse relationship, but have not begun to emotionally break free from it, you will feel the shock of that initial loss of maladaptive intimacy, and you will be desperate to hang on to it. You will feel obsessed with your narc, what he's doing, who he's doing it with, Maybe even how you can get your narc to notice you or take you back. You will constantly talk about your narcissist, good or bad, in an attempt to remain connected. You may hurt if your narc walked away from you and feel the need to badmouth your narc to anyone who will listen. If your narc partner has told many lies to others during the course of your relationship and you were frequently the scapegoat for bad behaviors, you may not be able to sit with the feeling of others not knowing that it was the narc who was the perpetrator the whole time. You may feel buried under the thoughts of how many people readily believe any lies the narc is telling people about your relationship or your breakup. 
You may become obsessed with exposing the narc to others. If your ex-narc has a new relationship brewing, you may feel the overwhelming urge to make sure no other woman dates him. Not just to protect others from abuse, but because you feel absolutely worthless without approval and desire from your narc partner, and even jealousy about this new person. These are all remnants of the trauma bond that was formed during your abusive relationship, and it's hard to let go of. But in order to begin the healing process, you must be ready to let go of your narc both physically and emotionally, even theoretically, and you certainly need to let him go socially. Remaining obsessed with your narc stories, relationships, and status will keep you in that pattern of abuse. It will prevent you from being able to emotionally break free so you can heal. Stalking his Facebook page, sending text messages, driving by his house, and yes, even bad-mouthing him to those who will listen are all ways in which you continue to abuse yourself once you are no longer with your narc partner. Narcissists can be very charming and are usually surrounded by a network of superficial friends who will never be interested enough to really get to know him and therefore see through his many lies and facades. And it's because of this that it can be almost impossible to convince this group of cohorts that your narc is the bad guy or that he's lying to them. Not only that, but your narc has likely already spent much time bad-mouthing you to all of them, so your credibility has never been strong enough to change their minds anyway. Trying to make this happen will be time-consuming, painful, disappointing, and most likely, pointless. When you see your narc partner start a new relationship, it'll be easy to question whether it was you all along that was causing the problems in your relationship. You might be able to fool yourself into believing the facade you see with your ex and his new partner. If he can be happy with someone else, it must have been you he couldn't get along with, right? But it's wrong. It's so wrong, and it will be your denial that is working to convince you that this new relationship is pretty and wrapped up as perfect as it looks from the outside. Conveniently forgetting how many secrets and lies went into your relationship, looking so perfect to the outsider. It's important to consider that telling your story to those who cannot understand it can lead to more invalidation. And every time you tell your story to someone who cannot validate your experience, you are traumatized once again. It can make you question what you're saying. It can make you feel like they're calling you a liar. It will make you doubt your connection to those people or whose side they might be on. And this is rarely the intention of those who love you. 
They probably want to feel for you and want to help you. But in large part, for those who do not have experience with narcissistic abuse, it is very difficult to understand exactly how insidious and destructive it really is. Your stories may sound absolutely impossible and totally unrealistic, even though they are 100% truthful. Your well-intentioned support group will have no idea how to best support you through this process when they cannot fully understand what you've been through. This is also the reason choosing a therapist that does not have a specialized training in narcissistic abuse can also continue traumatizing you and can negatively impact your ability to heal from it. In the very beginning of your healing process, it's important to be careful who you tell your story to, to avoid that continued traumatization of invalidation. A lot of people need to talk about things. This is, this is okay, good even. Sometimes you need to say them out loud to help sort them out. Or you may need help understanding what has happened. Or you just may need to be validated after a long period of feeling crazy and unsure. Seeking out a qualified therapist is a good route to take if you're just starting the process of figuring out what is happening, understanding the memories overtaking your mind, or finding the strength to fully break free. If you aren't ready for this point yet, at least start writing your experiences down oh, as a way of talking to yourself. Keep a journal to keep track of your experiences and your feelings and a way to revisit conversations when you doubt what you've heard or how you felt. But when you're ready to seek out a professional to talk to, be careful to find one who is not only skilled in narcissistic abuse, but even one who has experienced it firsthand. Opt for a psychologist over a psychiatrist, but be sure you find one who has specialty and personality disorders. Visiting the wrong professional will be less than beneficial and likely to add more trauma to that which you've already experienced. If you have a strong support system of people who will repeatedly listen to your story and validate it, you're lucky and you can use this. If you're not yet ready to visit a professional, you can continue to use these people as a way to say things out loud and sort through them. As long as they know that you're still spitting out details and working through them. And it's not important that they all make sense at the moment and that you just need them to listen and support. And be sure you remind yourself that this is not important that they understand your experience. It's very difficult to understand. It's only important that they be supportive of you as you learn to understand it. You can also find online support groups and you can share your story and experiences there. Many find this cathartic. However, it's important to remind yourself that the stories you read or hear from others are only opinions and stories of people's experiences which may be different than your own. If you can separate what is useful and what is garbage, it can be very helpful in the healing or at least the understanding process. Keep in mind too that when visiting online forums and support groups that there's always the possibility that you'll be exposed to some triggering comments 
even lurking narcissists and just plain false information. But if you are smart about which information you pay attention to, it can still be an excellent place to share your story and gather information, gain insight and validation at any point in your healing process. Educating yourself with facts, understanding how they relate to your own situation, and doing some self-work to strengthen and heal is your best bet to getting through this ordeal. It does get easier. Once you're truly beginning to heal, you'll be surprised to find out how little you actually care about what your narc is doing or who with. You will be confident that you're not talking about your narc in any effort to return to the abuse or remain in the abuse. You will know you have zero intentions on ever experiencing this type of abuse in the future. You may feel a level of sadness and empathy for whoever your ex's new partner might be, but will have no interest on knowing who it is or in intervening in their cycle. You will likely have chosen to separate yourself from those who listen to your ex's stories and lies, rather than spending time trying to convince them otherwise. And you will be able to share your story as one piece in your history. As one unbelievable experience that has shaped you and who you are today. How you found your strength. How you learned your worth. And how you were unbreakable. Your story will inspire others and will help them to break free and heal as well. As always, you can find more support on Instagram at I Believe Your Abuse. You can find support including resources for meetings, support groups, and professionals who specialize in narcissistic abuse if you visit IBelieveYourAbuse.com. You can also visit IBelieveYourAbuse.com to pick up your copy of my recovery book, help raise awareness by shopping in the shop, and to share survivor stories or send in requests for specific topics to be addressed on the podcast. I also want to make everyone aware of a great cause. And guys, this is such a near and dear topic to me, and I know how important this is. So it makes me happy that so many wonderful people are out there trying to do what's right or trying to protect the world from the insidious nature of narcissists. There are some great pros that help run IBelieveYourAbuse.com, and they do year-round fundraising for such an amazing cause. The money they raise goes to raise awareness for narcissistic abuse, offers aid for relocation services for victims trying to escape an abusive situation, is continuously seeking qualified therapists to work with survivors, so there's no re-traumatization suffered by victims trying to seek help and validation, and they are even forming groups that research, petition, and advocate for the education of law enforcement officers and those in the criminal justice system for cases involving emotional abuse. Wouldn't it be great if this were able to grow into such a large foundation of support that everyone trapped and feeling helpless in an abusive situation was able to get the help that they need to get themselves and their children to safety and to access the type of supports that would help them to heal and move forward more easily. That nobody was ever left trapped and unable to save themselves or 
left without appropriate qualified therapeutic support. That would be so amazing. It definitely has my support. These are such great and important causes. You will find a shop link on the site that leads to some great t-shirts to help spread awareness of narcissistic abuse. Think about it. Many people have not even heard of narcissistic abuse. Putting facts or information on your shirt where it can be seen by so many people catches their attention, introducing them to the terms. It gives people something to think about, something to look up, something to research, something to be aware of should they ever need to put the puzzle pieces together. What a great way to get some knowledge out there. Not only that, but proceeds from the shirts go directly to the causes I have mentioned here. I have also posted a way to order copies of my recovery book, and proceeds from that will also be donated. And you can get a copy by sending an email or by completing the contact form on the website. So many great things in the works to make this world a better place and safe from narcissists. So please, go and check them out, or share with others. Be sure to follow the podcast to have episodes automatically added for you to listen to as they come out. And if you have friends or family who are struggling with narcissistic abuse, or who are just willing to learn about and understand your experience, share the show with them. Spreading awareness and understanding are so important. Until next time, own your truth. Never stop telling your story. I believe you.